two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is September 11th, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and with me is Zanger. I, I have an addiction to bang. I just want to point it out. Hi, I'm Zanger, and I'm addicted to bang. <laughs> yes, this is, this is one of the, what, 57 steps? You can hear Zanger's addiction to this, uh, the very first step on this very podcast. Yes. It's admitting I have a problem. All right. And along with the... <laughs> and along with the person that gave Zegner this addiction is Russ. Remember Alderaan! Down with the Empire! Hello and sorry, Zegner. Hello, Zach. How you doing? It's okay and... to shake stop. <laughs> and back from the netherworld of the Force is the Force Ghost himself, Jim. Good evening, everybody. There's something, Russ. Hey, I, I forget what it, I was looking at, though. But the Remember Alderaan thing was somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's, that wasn't... I, that was before, it, was, it was after the Muppets, obviously. Because the Muppets were done in 1980-something. But I was doing something, and the Remember Alderaan thing was somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, my God. That was a thing that they tried. It didn't work out. Whoa! Like early stuff, like around that same time, around Empire and no, Jedi and stuff. No, no, no. This was like I want to say it was like maybe those propaganda pro- posters or something. Yeah, that's what it was. Books. Yeah, that's probably that. That's what it was. Well, Thank you. Thank that you. seems perfect for that. It seems like the one thing you could dig that out, and it would make perfect sense. Yep, that's what it was. It was actually a pretty cool like image. That's cool. I have to look it up. It did not say down with the Empire though. Oh, to be, yeah, you gotta get the second part of that one I'm sure they'll have that in a matching book Wasted opportunity there Down with the First Order Remember the Hosnian system Down with the First Order No, you gotta name all seven plants Remember Hosnian Prime, remember Hosnian 3B Remember <laughs> Do we know all the plants in the Hosnian system? Commander, our guys Ooh. Keep getting winded from saying our <laughs> battle cry <laughs> They hear us coming, sir it's going to be a fun episode And for the record folks Zenger, Do you want to tell our audience what you did before recording this episode? Oh wait What I actually did as opposed to the gimmick I'm going with Well you could you could say a little bit of both if you'd like Okay so due to my new work schedule I am up at the ungodly hour Right now of 9.38pm I must be up at 4am So mm. I have drank Sleepy time tea extra. I don't know what makes it extra. Also, I've taken melatonin. We're in for a ride, people. Yeah, <laughs> we're in for a ride. You're in for a nap. <laughs> actually, end, Zanger's gonna for us in the long run, but it's okay. Yes, it will be. Actually, 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 Jimmy, make a very good point. This will be beneficial for us. 
<laughs> this is gonna at the end. He's gonna sound like was it at the bottle of a bottom of a bottle of John Barleycorn? Like, what are you saying, Singer? The longer you draw this out, the worse it's gonna get. Fair warning. <laughs> All right, so I looked up the Hosnian system. The Hosnian system is made up of five planets: Cardota, Quartzilius, Hosnian. Ah, oh, sorry. On the tip of your tongue, right, Russ? <laughs> yes. Hosnian, Hosnian, then Hosnian Prime, and then Ratio. Oh, not Ratio. No, <laughs> oh, they got Ratio. Why? <laughs> The gentle frogmen of of Rasher shall be avenged coming this December. That's that'll be another piece of Knights of Vader merchandise. Remember all these planets down with the first order. <laughs> what it's just a list on the back. I'm assuming back of the shirt. It's kind of like one of the very like the earliest pieces of uh, Knights of Vader merchandise I ever had was doing the which I still might do. I I, I still have the design on my computer. Saddam Hussein review of the Last Jedi. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I still want that as a t-shirt, but I'm, I'm afraid that, like, A, no one's going to buy it, and B, someone will, like, tap you on the shoulder one day and be like, excuse me, sir, I was reading the back of your shirt, and I'm so confused. <laughs> you have some explain. You get tapped on the shoulder by a cop, buddy. You've got some explaining to do. Are, are you going to have it still at the very end of it where it's signed? Like, oh, yeah. Saddam yeah, Hussein? Be- oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know Pork Knight would buy one. I know he'd be like, I don't care how much it is, I want this shirt. Like that's when I really would like to get that made and wear it to like the opening of the Rise of Skywalker and just have to explain it to like, explain the story just to every single person I talk to. Like just make people read like have like a challenge, be like, I'll give you ten dollars if you read this out loud. <laughs> be a great like Before bar the credits start. <laughs> phonetically. <laughs> phonetically too. Read it out loud, phonetically correct. I'm going to try to get my kids to shout, remember Hosnia Prime, Hosnia Ram, Ram Chu, Bozo 17. Down with the First Order. Down with the Sith Armada. All that kidding aside, um, tonight's episode is what we want from The Mandalorian, the TV show that will be out in, at this point, two months from now. Wow. And I know, time flies when we're having fun, right? We would I probably... I it was that soon. Yeah, well, think about it. Rise of Skywalker comes out in like a little over like what hundred days. Not My even. God, and how long can we draw out the conversation for that? Oh, Stay tuned have, for later episodes. You have ninety-eight days, twenty-two hours, seventeen minutes, and twenty-two, twenty-one, twenty seconds right now. This whole podcast is gonna be a live countdown seconds <laughs> to the Rise of Skywalker until it cuts <laughs> off until next week. A marathon. <laughs> no, so man, the Michael, is- we might. We might not be here. The microphones will keep on. And you, you can walk by and we'll update you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. After, by the end of this episode, you will hope that Russ took some uh, melatonin as well. But at least we have Force Ghost Jim. <laughs> I kid. I kid. All right, gentlemen. So Mandalorian, we actually have a little bit of information about this show, but not as much as we probably would like, considering that it debuts in two months from now. So who wants to break the ice when it comes to this conversation? Who wants what from The Mandalorian? Well, I, I wanted to give a quick overview of the information I was able to gather. Uh, the first season will be eight episodes. Um, it does list the directors for each episode. The written by is also... Um, uh, John Favreau, and then this apparent, I mean, this this name pops up on a lot of stuff when it describes the episode. 
this TBA person. Hmm. Um, Tiba. Tiba. Yes. Um, episodes Wait, two through eight are written by TBA. Um, also, the titles of all the episodes are TBA. And the original release date is TBA for everyone but the first episode. Force Ghost Jim might appreciate this. Uh, the 501st members were contacted to play some of the Stormtrooper extras. That's cool. I didn't know that. So there, I, sorry, I just had that fun fact there. So with that being said, um, we have eight episodes. So I guess let's discuss what we hope to have in those eight episodes. Was that it was... Did did, did, I, did I do good with the setup? Can I yes, lay down? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tap out? <laughs> All right. So obviously nobody else wants to broach this topic. What I want from the Mandalorian, uh, I don't want the Mandalorian to just be Boba Fett reskinned. That's one thing I don't want. I just don't want another just like generic badass that just had like the man with no name. I don't want that. I want him to have. A character. I want him to have some personality besides just badass man wearing cool costume. Hopefully, based on the fact that he, I think in the previews alone, he said more dialogue than Boba Fett has in the in all of Star Wars media that's canon combined. I'm hopeful, but that's kind of the first thing I want. I want more than just a badass. Do you want, do you want me to do you want me to jump on your parade real quick? Yes, Zanger, please rain and jump on my prey at the same time. The, the, the actor who's playing the titular Mandalorian um, described the character as being Clint Eastwood-esque. So right up there with what you said you didn't want. And also um, has questionable just... morals as well. Okay, uh, clearly Zanger's reading the, the Wikipedia page. Yes, I am. Mm. <laughs> the, 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 the sort of insights you, you know you've come to know and love on this podcast. <laughs> Well, there's not I a video that, I can watch in the background, so I, I think they're gonna almost lean him more to be way more sympathetic. I don't think he's gonna be some. He, he's not just gonna be lovable and badass. I think he's gonna also be more on like a good trajectory, if you know what I mean, for being a bounty hunter. Well, the only thing I'm afraid of is that I don't want them making him into like a. Russell Crowe's like character in Gladiator I don't want it like oh like The Empire killed his family He was a good guy And then over the course of the series he goes from like Having like an ice cold heart To like making friends with like Gina Carano's Character and Carl Weathers Character like, I don't want that I don't want to be the generic Like oh this guy was a good family man And then the Empire ruined his life And he turned to a life of crime as a way to like Self medicate I don't want that I don't want that I at see- all I would, it, I could see it being a little more almost like the professional, you know, where um, he's going to do a lot of uh, morally gray and dark things, but there's going to be something going, you know, I, I don't know why, I think, is there going to be some kind of kid involved with him? That's the rumor. The rumor is that he's, the, the mission that we see, like, in all the promotional material about him, like, oh... Like, uh, oh god, Werner uh, Herzog sends him on, is that he's, like, being ordered or the bounties for, like, a child, and then he realizes that the child's gonna be turned over to, like, the Imperial Remnant, and he's like, I can't do this, and the rest of the series is him, like, on the run with the kid. It's gonna be very Logan-esque, based on, or at least that's the vibe I'm getting. It's gonna be, like, Logan. And and a weird sort of, like, a blend between Logan and Terminator 2. Well, I think you also got in there the transporter. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, is it too much to ask to have a character that's, like, just ambiguously, like, just a person? Like, he doesn't side <laughs> with good, he doesn't side with evil, he just does whatever benefits him the most at the time, and 
but then you got to kind of fall in love with the character, and I don't see any person but myself falling in love with the character like that because it's believable. Well, but you know to what? an extent. The only, uh, a side note on that: the only character I can think of that in recent it was DJ from uh, the Last Jedi. And we all know how many people love that character. Yeah, none. Yeah. Uh, as Zenger stares at the giant pile of the figures at five below, just like blocking out the lights. There's so many of them. <laughs> I'm not joking. People are taking pictures at five below, and there's like stacks of them. And it's like, God damn it, Hasbro. Could you not realize nobody cares? Like, this is not a, like, like an action figure. It's more of like a figure. There's no action involved with the character. <laughs> what well, was there any action involved with the actual character? He was types real quick. Well, was there any action in the whole damn movie? We'll go with that too. But we'll uh, oh, leave that God. for another moment. Oh, let's stop. We'll go back. Focus, focus, focus. Jim derails. Us. Jim derails us and he's like, "God damn it, guys, stay on topic." <laughs> the nerve That's of you me. people. I no, Jim, Jim's, a, Jim's allowed to, considering it's Zenger's call. It's much like how Ray has all the counts of how many days she's been left on Jakku, and then next to that is Jim's count. And it's one. <laughs> <laughs> Zenger has thousands of tally marks And Jim has one now um, But no, like, the thing about the Mandalorian though, And I saw that in Zenger You probably saw it on Wikipedia Because that's why I read before recording this Was uh, John Favreau says that he used the Mad Max world Of the, the four movies As a basis for this And considering that Mad Max The Road Warrior was the most popular film in that franchise until uh, Fury Road. And if you look back to The Road Warrior, I could definitely see them making the Mandalorian into the Mad Max character of this. Because in that movie, just for people who aren't that familiar with it or have not seen it recently, is that Mad Max's role in that, even though he is the titular character... He's more of like a secondary character and he's just kind of like there by happenstance. And he is the badass with like an icy cold heart. But by the end of the film, he's obviously adopted the cause of the people he's working with. And I can't help but feel that's what this is going to be. It's going to be and like, good. And much like Mad Max, at the end of it, he's just going to walk away and go, Yeah, no, I'm not coming with you. I'm just here to help. And I'm, where's my money? He'll get something out of it. Yeah, he'll get he'll get again whether it be fuel or some money, or just like job well done. He'll be beaten to hell by the end of the first season, and he'll walk into like the sunset. Yeah, flying. He'll get his ship back. But that's okay. But okay, this is another thing of like the Mandalorian. Nobody's really talking about is that like when we think of Star Wars, and yes, we have things like Clone Wars and Rebels, but they're very serialized. This is going to be. Eight hours, give or take, of one Star Wars story. Yeah, it's yeah, not one Star Wars per serving, <laughs> whatever that meant. And when we think of like Star Wars, like in stories being told, and yes, things like Clone Wars and Rebels had like series long arcs, but most of the stories were contained in about I don't know, like two hours tops. I think the longest like episode of Clone Wars when it came to one arc. Was the 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 one where they go on the mission to the little frog character guy, and that was I think five episodes long. So that's about what a hundred minutes. And the movies are give or take two to two and a half hours long. So we're gonna have eight hours of one storyline. 
And how are they going to sustain one storyline? And yes, I imagine there's going to be like side quest and B plots going on that entire time. I'm not saying it's going to be a hundred percent, just the Mandalorian in every single sequence, but how are they going to sustain that? Is it just going to be like the badassery of it all? Or will there be the element of, Oh, he's going to take his helmet off every single chance he gets because <laughs> actors have to emote. I don't know. I, I I think that thing's staying on a lot of the time. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna use that sparingly. I think. I don't think you, you're gonna see his face a ton. I'm gonna say I agree with that. I think his. I think the helmet stays on for the most part. And I'm thinking about now. You know, so that Giancarlo Esposito. That's his name. Who's playing the uh, Imperial or ex Imperial? Is he a, a, a Moff? A former Moff? Moff Gideon? Is that his name, Zach? I guess, yeah, he's a former Hold Moth, on. I know that much Yes Moth Gideon <laughs> oh, live, live reporting From the Wikipedia page Singer is outside the Wikipedia page <laughs> With the microphone satellite truck Well, you seem to thinking about how if You know, because we, I mean, the cast doesn't look that big And how you're going to keep that story going I think a guy like him, it reminds me that I know, Zenger, you probably haven't seen much of Breaking Bad But a show like that, that didn't have a huge how cast How does keep coming but, up? Like it's a cultural touchstone, dude. You can't just watch episode one. I don't know. It's not. I don't do it on purpose. I know you don't know it. I I know. I I feel like this is slowly becoming an attack on me, and I'm gonna have to watch it, and it's gonna be a thing again. All right. Uh, hi, my name is Zach, and I've never seen. I've only seen one episode ever of Breaking Bad. It was the last one, wasn't it? No, it was an episode for Cinemates that Rob made me watch, where a guy like cooks like meat on like the side of like I think. Some weird like car or something. I don't know. I had to watch a weapon. The guy's in a wheelchair, and uh, oh, I okay. feel like something still something describing Mad Max. Yeah, yeah that's like twin. Uh, but no, I've never seen Breaking Bad, so I don't. I I I know everybody was getting excited about that actor being in this, and I'm like, cool. I guess he is. He is good. He's very. Uh, he doesn't look it. I mean, he looks like Barack Obama almost. So he looks very like you know, like a I don't know. But he. He is very much sinister. Like he has a very, he can be a very, very dark, dark character. Was he the one in Breaking Bad that got like half of his face melted off? God damn yeah, it, like, Zach! They... I was about to say that. Yeah, okay, that's, know, him, that's him. I've seen it like on a Watch Mojo video. Where they talked about it, and it's like, oh, like the most disturbing things on like net, on like cable television. The two face scene. Yeah. Okay, so that is him. There's okay. there's a lead up to that that entire season too. Where like you keep seeing like stuff. There's like a teddy bear that's like half destroyed, and there it it there there's this whole build up in the background towards that scene. You remember way more about this than me. <laughs> I've seen it. I haven't <laughs> even watched it. That's the funny thing. I know. <laughs> that was a very in depth watch mojo video. Um, you're not wrong. I'm also interested in this Taika Watiti character. Okay, we gotta talk about this because I. I don't want to say I'm bothered by it, but this is where it does feel like a reskinning. It's like, oh, there's IG-88. No, 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 no. It's IG-11. And he gets mistaken for IG-88 throughout the entire like season. And I'm like, why not just make it IG-88 then? Oh, I agree with that statement. It makes no sense. It really doesn't. It's just like I know, like they want to have another character in there, whatever. But like, if the character is just a carbon copy of another character, if the character was a prop for (laughs) five seconds, he had no character. He was just an action figure and a video game character. But it's his personality that I guess they have to differ the two because 
According to this, he's supposed to be innocent, naive, who doesn't understand sarcasm and how to lie. What, Taika Waititi describes him as like a child with a gun? Well, I was about to say, so it's basically, let's mix Korg from um, Ragnarok with bits and pieces of um, K2SO. Yeah. And give him a gun. Make him look, make him look exactly <laughs> like a piece of the cantina. Make, make, make him look like something that, that can make a cappuccino. Or whatever those steam <laughs> drinks are. <sighs> yeah, I know the IG eighty eight thing. Like, I'm sorry, IG eleven thing is. It just feels like why do that? Like, if you comic already, relief. No, no, no. no. I, I get why the character is there, and I get oh. why it looks like IG eighty eight. But why not just make it IG eighty eight? Like, what? Like, why? Like, because that like, character has an established lore that they don't want to mess with, or that they're saving for some other. BS reason like another but, show where he's involved in something or he couldn't be there during that time because of X, Y, and Z. But reason. 99% of the people who watch The Mandalorian have no idea that there's But there's the 1% version. of angry Star Wars nerds are what they're afraid of constantly. <laughs> but yeah, because you never know. No, you never know if they might have accidentally left his head somewhere in Jabba's sail barge. And when it blew up, some nerd would have figured out that he blew up in there. That has been the fate. That's why so many of just those Jabba characters, I think people are afraid to touch because they're like, was he on the sail barge? Did he get out? I think there's like five different stories of like, oh, actually, uh, uh, no, Reese, he got off the sail barge. Or Bib Fortuna, no, 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 he got away too. He got away. <laughs> Oh yeah, where is Big Fortuna? We didn't make that episode. That'll be part of the Star Wars drought for three years. It'll be like, where's like, like what happened to Big Fortuna? That'll be an entire like month long series on Knights of Vader. We do a yeah, deep dive girl. into all the major characters. Yes, the Twilight Girl leads you there. This nice noodles survive. No, no, I can confirm that. You can confirm that. Okay. <laughs> there we ask for sources, Ross. Remember and then name everyone on the sail barge and say, down with whoever. Down with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, down with the rebel. That's the t-shirt I want. Remember the fallen and it's everyone's name from the sail barge. That's going to be it's the end of the rise the of Skywalker. <laughs> the sail barge floats by with everyone waving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a glowy blue sail barge too <laughs> it's a ghost ship there really needs to be that that'll be the end of rise of skywalker that'll be fun folks i call either next week or the week after that we'll talk about like all the rumors around the rise of skywalker and that apparently like the ending is leaked it might be the worst thing i've ever heard in my life can i tell you nine please love dawson rose dawson God, there's so many. There's going to be so many more. I can't wait. All right, Mandalorian. So, okay, so I already tipped my cards. What is anybody else want anything from the Mandalorian? This is going to be a very short episode. No, I already said I, I want uh, a, I want a like character that's actually like is is out for themselves the whole time. I don't like the idea of a kid or something back holding him down. I want him to just be like he can do whatever he wants. If they establish that, though, that he already is that, they're going to have to work some of that. I don't know if they're going to make him lovable or not. I don't know. That's the only reason. Do, do they, they, they need to? Like the professional. Do they need to make him lovable? Okay. I, yes. I, I, they need to sell merchandise. Well, that's the other thing. I'm getting... I want to sit here and be like, just do Firefly, but it's one person. 
because the ship looks like like the Serenity. And this is kind of off topic. Does he have a jetpack? Not, not like from what I've seen. I wouldn't be surprised if he does eventually, but not in any of the marketing materials. No, not that I've seen. And plus, he's got a cape on the back, so and he's got his gun across his back or the that fork. Yeah, fork gun thing, whatever. Yeah, the thing he uses to tune stuff. A buy, a buy, um, <laughs> Biden. He might have like that's those, what it's called. Biden. He could have those R two jets on his boots. The oh. Star Lord jets. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Wait. No. Mandalord. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see that video? Uh, someone did like the, the the battle sequence in Avengers Endgame with like all the characters, like when like the Avengers versus like all Thanos forces, and it's them like clashing, and it's Star Lord, and somehow he's able to like keep himself completely like rigid, one hundred eighty degrees, despite the fact <laughs> that all he has is like ankle like jetpacks. Like, yeah. About, like, how does he like keep his weight up from like so, hey, the ankles hey, up? Hey, exactly. Oh, don't think about it. Physics don't work in this movie. <laughs> Nothing works in this movie. Nothing makes sense. Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> Physics, we don't know. What, what is the. <laughs> Good job, Russ. But okay, Zenger, if that's the thing, though, is that you want him to be a badass through all this, and from the marketing materials, the fact that he, like, throws a guy through, like, the threshold of, like, a cantina doorway, and then, like, shoots, like, the door Grapple mechanism. Hook. Is that what pulls it is? Him ba- no, he shoots him with a grapple hook to pull him back, then shoots the door to close it on him. Yeah, he shoots, oh. shoots it the door. And the door aperture like cuts the guy in half. Well, yeah, that's kind of you don't know what hallway ish. You it cuts away, so it could be something to where he's like stuck in the door and he interrogates him. They have to call I mean, his wife. That's to not come what's going to happen. <laughs> they have to open the door like in signs. <laughs> Oh, God, who would have thought, folks, we get to the point where we're making signs references on this podcast. Swing away, Mando. (laughs) Apparently good signs references. I don't know why I found that as funny as I did. (laughs) Okay, folks, on your Knights of Vader reference bingo card, for those of you who have signs 2002, please check it off. Um, all right. So that, okay, Ross, how, what do you want from this show? Uh, I mean, besides just the story being cool, I would like, I, I want some of the nostalgic stuff, but maybe stuff we didn't see. And God, I hate, I got to use a soundboard for this, but wouldn't it be cool to see this guy. Wait, the great dragon. We've oh, never okay. seen one. Oh and- yeah. Good point. He's done all these desert planets and stuff. I mean, he's already we know he sees Jawas, which I'm confused because I've seen the, the toy boxes say off-world Jawa. What does that mean? Are they just teasing that this is not Tatooine at all? I don't know. Maybe that- they're Jawas in space. It's just the sand crawler, but it's in space. Space crawler. <laughs> Jawas in <laughs> space. That'd be great. You and tease. they would make so much money in the Hosnian system. <laughs> One of them floating outside the thing. Just Remember, did we talk about it like a couple of months ago? Like now that Disney owns Fox, like having like all these crossovers would be a fun idea. Like having like a xenomorph on like an Imperial Star Destroyer. Do that, but instead of Star Destroyers, it's Jawas. And you have a xenomorph going around with a bunch of Jawas running around. Right at the Jedi Temple, a xenomorph. That would be fun. Yeah. Jedi uh, aliens. 
Xenos. Oh boy. They have like lightsabers coming out of their tail. Oh, no, it comes Ooh, out of their mouth. When they open the second mouth, a little, a little lightsaber it shoots at them. Oh, boy. The toys in that would be great. So, Russ, with your idea that you want... So, you want more nostalgic elements, but you don't want them to be, like, blatant. Like, you don't... You're not expecting, like, Luke to show up in this. You want more, like, the background stuff to, like, make it, Yeah, like, come with some of the stuff we didn't see. Yeah, like that. Or some of... Some of where... Because you know they're going to have some kind of job of people... Or they're going to have the criminal element. Like, yeah, give us some guys that are maybe familiar that we might... I'm just reminding myself of that sail barge, and I'm going, man, so many lot. Lucas, why would you do that? You got rid of all the great characters. Yak face, you'll never know. So, uh, Beto, Greedo's brother. <laughs> so, you would be okay with them having another hut involved? Oh, okay. basically, uh, yeah. a placeholder sure. J- Jabba. Yeah, and he's not as powerful, probably. Like, he's up and coming, and maybe the Mandalorian but, helps him out. Maybe he's got uh, some, the Boba stuff somewhere. But the Boba's huts locker, are known. He knows where it was. But the huts are known as a criminal thing, so it wouldn't be far-fetched. Because I was just thinking about that, and I'm like, why Why would they, why would we go back? And I'm like, wait, the huts are, like, a criminal, like, family. So, yeah. that would make sense. Wait, and where did he leave the Slave One before he died that day? Hmm. In space. (laughs) Okay, that's my concern, though, of what Russ said, though. It kind of falls into the same thing with, like, IG-11 versus 88. In that, are we just going to get all these characters that we've seen before? And it's like, no, 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 no. This isn't that character. This is another character that looks identical to them, but with a different name. That's why you just got to do it sometimes. Be like, no, this is the guy. Like, it, it is a weird choice, and I guess we'll like it. And maybe they're like, no, IG88 was like, had his own agency and was very intelligent and was on his own. And this thing, from what you described, I had never heard that he was going to be childish and just like spinning around shooting like, like crazy. So that's a, that's a bit of a surprise. I thought he was just almost identical. Nope. It's also can't lie. So I'm sure that's going to come up to where they're going to be like in a negotiation or something. And he's just going to spill, like, the truth out. Yeah, I hope he's not That's... the comedy relief. You no, know, he is the comedy relief. Calling it now. God. Yeah, I think he's right there. That's going to suck. Because you know there's going to be sequences in this. And that's another thing, too, is that, like, I know they're selling this show is, like, the dark and grimy, like, the Star Wars that, like, imagine an entire movie taking place inside the cantina. And that's great and all, though. I think that's a really nifty premise. But... This is also Disney as well. Are they like they have to make this kid friendly? They can, they want kids to be dressing. Do up they have to? If it's yes. on Disney, if thank you, Jim, because they've made a big point of saying that Disney Plus is not going to have any sort of like R-rated content. All that content is being left for Hulu. So everything on Disney Plus is going to be rather sanitized. So like Russ was saying, like I, I think now that he brought it up, with that alien that gets pulled through the aperture of the cantina or just door of the, the bait or whatever it is, the locale hangout bar, that character probably won't die. He'll probably get wedged in there, and the Mandalorian's probably going to interrogate him with him being like wedged in that aperture opening. I think this show is not going to be as, I don't want to say violent, because I don't think anybody's like walking into the Mandalorian being like, oh man, I can't wait to see gore and guts. I don't think any Star Wars fan really wants that or is even looking to, forward to it. But I do think there is going to be like a very rounded off edges to this show. I don't think this show is going to be anywhere near as edgy as people are anticipating it to be. 
No, I, I, I agree. Because this is like the flagship show uh, as far as Star Wars is concerned for this massive undertaking of just doing your own uh, premium you know, subscription channel now. And this yeah. is this is what's supposed to hook us in, so it's got to hook in everybody. You got to be able to watch. I have to be able to watch this with the kids, and them just get get it just as sucked in as I am. Yeah, yeah. Because Dave Filoni described this show is that imagine like you had a bunch of Star Wars toys, but all you got were the leftover ones that like your older brother didn't want to play with, but somehow you were able to like sneak Boba Fett out of his room when no one was watching. He goes, "That's what this show is." <laughs> That's cool. You sneaking Boba Fett out of your brother's room. That's what he said. Okay, I'm not sure if he paraphr- I, I paraphrase that part though. I think he says something like somehow you just end up with Boba Fett. But mm-hmm. I but that's just kind of like that's a clever idea for a premise. That like, oh, you have a Boba Fett Oh god, everything but and like a rebel only. like a, a rebel hoth trooper, you just give him a name. Like, no, this was um Oh, like Dendar Jansen. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah all the yeah. characters. <laughs> and seed characters. Background characters. As much as everybody holds the the bounty hunters in high regard from Empire Strikes Back, outside of Boba Fett, they're all background characters. No, right. they're the they're cantina scene of Empire, essentially. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, is that looking at this Mandalorian show, and we're, again, two months away from this show, and we don't know anything about it. Like, again, not to bring this back to the ultimate discussion is that how Disney is marketing Star Wars really makes no sense. And I think this is one time where Lucasfilm isn't marketing it. I think it's probably Disney who's doing it more than the specific branch of the company. It just makes you wonder, why are they waiting two months? We don't know. No, sorry. Well, Perfect. but you know what? They, they've kind of done weird stuff with all their marketing. All the stuff that you wouldn't think would be anything. You know, I just... It's been... I don't know. It's been screwy. But it's. I was at the grocery store today, and when I wasn't being mauled by Marty, the autonomous robot that runs around the store, I saw like in the yogurt section they had Go-Gurts with Frozen Two logos on them, and I'm like, why are they? Like, I get it. They're promoting Frozen, but why is there no like Go-Gurts with the Mandalorian? Why is there no? I don't know. <laughs> insert. I, well, it's true. Why you got? Yes. I'm not sure if you remember, but when it's happening, why are there clothes, no? I want Ziploc bags with him on it. You could still get, they have those still. Yeah, for like Avengers. Like, I know, I'm not sure if you guys remember though, but for like a marketing tie-in for Attack of the Clones, they had Go-Gurts with like, like it was like glow-in-the-dark lightsaber blades. Like if you like, whatever it was, like if you like, like took the Go-Gurt in the dark, if you enjoyed eating your yogurt in the dark, <laughs> you could have a lot good time with that. Oh boy, some great duels. I'm pretty sure that was a commercial. It's, if it's not on YouTube, then we've lost a truly great piece of movie tie-in marketing. Now you can feel like a Jedi with new Gogurt glow-in-the-dark lightsaber tubes. There's 16 different tubes for a limited time only. Mom's going to be back in 30 minutes. Cool. 30 minutes. Star Wars Attack of the Clones in theaters May 16th. You can grab Gogurt and go. I don't know. I get I, I, That's the thing, though. Is that Disney... Is prioritizing things and it doesn't make sense why they're prioritizing the way they are. What? Oh, you're talking about Frozen over over the Yeah, the Mandalorian. I don't know. Maybe they're not because Frozen 2, that's just a big release. I don't think anything from the TV shows or or that is just is getting like that kind of marketing, like physical objects marketing. 
as we've said numerous times now, is that The Mandalorian is Disney Plus's flagship TV show. And but look at all the merchandise that Netflix does with things like Stranger Things, and there, there's you know like Hulu and Amazon Prime to a lesser extent because they're not as like they don't have as much kid friendly programming, but it's Disney. Disney's the king of like merchandising and licensing. Why like on Triple Force Friday, all we're getting is one Mandalorian figure and one Jawa figure. Now I'm not saying like. <laughs> And I, I get that we need like I'm not saying there it's just toys, but why isn't there more marketing for that? Like there needs to be more Mandalorian stuff out there. Yeah, so I agree. What you're saying is what you want from the Mandalorian is more toys. Well, I wouldn't just say more toys, but I want it to be marketed. I I'm wondering if they're saving that for season two or to make sure that this like actually hits the ground running i think a lot of it comes down to the fact that like there's so much star wars content coming out in the span of like a month and a half that they just don't know how to handle it all okay jim what, what are your thoughts on all this you know i i what i don't want i don't want to trash the original trilogy with this because this is taking place pretty close to it Basically, I want I want nostalgia, but I want new stuff, kind of like Russ was saying. You know, I'd, I'd like to see what this area has to do. I just don't want anything just to be like, okay, we're going to trash everything we ever knew about it. We're going to create this whole new thing. You know, because Star Wars has an environment and a, a universe to exist in. and I, There's so much there to use that's that's good. Don't just screw it up. That's... Yeah, you could... You could just have like a pod race in the background, even. You could even put elements like that, like, oh, he's on Malastar. And oh, yeah, he just happens yeah. to go by. It could just be background stuff, but it would be really great. Well, and I, like you, someone mentioned it earlier, I, I'd like to see more character development and that type of thing because you're going to have at least at eight episodes to do this in. And, but uh, is it just him that's the character development? Right. Or are there going to be other characters? around that they are more developed than he they are developing more than he is maybe well well yeah it could be i i i mean if he's the main character i hope that's not the case you know he's gonna have to have sidekicks he's gonna have to have you know call weathers right he's got that but he's also got what the uh, the the other female in there that they keep showing her the yep. former rebel lady yep cara dune played by gina carano yeah so i think that is going to be good. I want story development. It, I'd like to see something along the lines of uh, the Battlestar Galactica remake. The story arcs like that had, of course, that was longer series. That was longer uh, seasons. But I, I kind of like the long arcs that carried over versus not episodic, which I'm hoping they don't do episodic stuff with this exclusively. You know, where everything begins at one and ends up and everybody slapped each other on the back and does good job. I don't want that. And I, I want long story arcs where if you miss the second episode and you're on the fourth episode, you have to go back and watch the second episode to catch what was said in that because it's pertinent in the fourth episode and the fifth episode. I hadn't even thought of the idea that they wouldn't do that, but, but it would be strange if it was just a one-off uh, episode kind of show. I don't think they've said that. That would be strange. Well, right. in, in back in the day, uh, for Next Generation's, Star Trek, and then the original series, the uh, the the owners of it 
always got a little weirded out when they did a little bit. They kept it episodic, so if if you miss an episode, you could get you you could be right in it and not be lost. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was before, a big you know, thing. Yeah, especially because before of TiVo television. kids. Right. Exactly. So, well, I'd like to see long story arcs that are developed. That uh, and Battlestar did that real well. You know, they they carried things over three and four and five episodes. Yeah, I thought. And then, um, like one of the things I thought would tickled me, and it's really stupid, I know, but you would walk by a bulkhead, and that same mark that happened in episode three was still there hmm. in episode five and six. Or you know, all back. Yeah, I, I I'd like to see that. They've or just the time. idea that that much care is put into if, if Fabro right. look if this is I I have a lot of faith in John Favreau I'll, I'll I'll be honest I I like the movies yeah. he's done I I like his performances and stuff too I liked him as uh, Rio uh, so I'm just really excited I'm glad he got his foot in that door like he he got you know he did the Marvel thing and now sees an opportunity and he seems to be like one of us one of us uh, we'll yeah. see that and then. Uh, I'd like to see new stuff. I'd like to see stuff again, like I said, doesn't violate the canon I grew up on because that'd be way too traumatic for me. But uh, the uh, I'd like to see new stuff, like the, like Russ was saying, the peripheral stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that being mentioned at some point in there. It doesn't have you know Easter egg type things or uh, that type of thing. But I'd like to, I'd like to see the long story arcs. I'd like to see good character development. And I'd like to see, you know, I don't necessarily have to have happy endings. You know what I mean? And that's, I'm afraid we're going to see a little bit of that in this. It's, I don't necessarily mean Walking Dead because The Walking Dead never has a happy ending. It's always miserable. Yeah, I'm hoping it's win some, lose some for this guy, for following right. him. Right, and I, like in Walking Dead, but at least, you know, some of that stuff was, you know, it, it was... Uh, serialized it was long-term stuff like battlestar i'd like the the long-term story arcs not where everything's wrapped up in one little thing and done uh that's another thing and then i i like cool characters i'm glad they're bringing death troopers in back in and there's you're gonna laugh at the funny thing about our group is with the 500 first snar stuff everybody that was doing the death trooper kits like i'm doing not done with it yet but everybody goes you know it's death trooper supposed to be six four that's like the the height for the the oh death yeah, <laughs> and then there's the third one in is short, or the fourth one in is short on the firing squad line. Oh, and we're like, and everyone went, yay! You don't have to be six four, but I mean that, and like I I like the IG IG eighty eight eleven. I just I even have trouble even saying the just damn thing. Think Stranger uh, Things eleven. There you go. Well, 11. But, you know, I, I think they missed an opportunity on that. And maybe like Russ or someone said that, you know, it could be off doing they don't want to buy like Canon. But, you know, they gutted Canon a long time ago when they when they, you know, dumped all the expanded universe and pick and choosing what they want. But I was a missed opportunity. But if they're going with the stupid comedy relief this guy's going to provide, that's good. I'm glad they didn't trash IG-88 on that. That, that would have been like, that'd be a good See? example. This is why you make it a new character, Zach. But isn't that more the idea that you just don't make a bumbling idiot comedic relief character? Like, do we need another one of those? Wait, Look, a bumbling he character? gets killed. He's K2SO. 
He's K2. I mean, he's K2SO is what it sounds like. Unfortunately, they took an assassination droid and did it with it. But okay. Could you, could you imagine if IG88 stepped in some poodoo? It would be so embarrassing. Let a, let a, IG, a, let IG11 do it. Yeah, I guess that that may be what they're doing with it. But you know, I want character development. I'd like to see serious him in serious scrapes and not necessarily come out of it good. You know, I just don't want to see him have success every like, oh yeah, hey, he made it out like I I I don't want to see that. I want to see real life experiences the way life really works. But yeah. in the Star Wars universe. But the idea that you bring up is that you want something more like Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica related. And that's kind of an interesting idea that, like, what genre is this show going to be? Is it going to be science, more science fiction, which is what BSG was? Or is it going to lean toward just like what Star Wars has always been, space fantasy? Space what, fantasy slash western is what I, I envision this show being. But that's the thing, though, is that usually, like, when you, like, watch things like Star Trek or, like, the revival of BSG, it was those were rather, like, highbrow storylines, or at least they were more high concept. Right. Star Wars has never been about, like, high concepts. It's always been more about the spectacle. Right. And and that's the thing, though, is, like, how do you do eight hours of spectacle? You are going to have to start delving into things like themes— uh, that sort of thing that Star Wars has never really delved into in any sort of any sort of meaningful well, way, like outside of Clone Wars. The Clone Wars did that here and there, right? But, and it did, right? Exactly. And then there has to be something of substance, and someone's going to go, "Oh God, I got to see what happened." That end of that episode ended really jacked up. Someone's going to die in this thing, you know, or something like you know, right? They they well, have something sunshine to uh, bring people back. Well, since they're doing this episodically, and they have they officially released like how many episodes, like how they're going to do it episode, like the release how? pattern. Yeah, I know. All we know is that it's weekly. That's it. I've I've heard it's once a week. So they're they're going to do this episodically, and they're, they're, every episode is going to end on a cliffhanger because they want you to make sure that you tune in immediately. To the next Which episode. I'm fine with that. I am fine with that as long as I don't do the episodic. Everything's uh, My Little Pony and unicorns at the end of it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, it can't be I don't the think, team, all right. I don't think this is going to be everything has a happy ending. I hope not. Well, That's it's going to have its, gonna have its, it's ups and downs. Because it's got kids watching it, they're going to have a fine line to walk with this. <sighs> True. But at the same, but I'm looking at this though, and I can't help but notice that, like, we do Clone live Wars in the. Did it. Yeah, but Clone Wars did, though. But people, a lot of people gave up on Clone Wars. Like, even, like I said, I've always said that. Is that I, I watched Clone Wars every, like, day it premiered for, like, the five years it was on. Yeah. But even after a while, the show got boring. It was like, okay, how much can we do this? And yes, there's a difference between, God, how many episodes of their Clone Wars versus eight episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, it's not really a fair comparison. But I don't think they can do a like seven cliffhangers in a, or even eight cliffhangers in a row. You can't string an audience along that way. They get burned out after a while. And I think there are going to be episodes that just I don't want to say that they're one offs, but I do think there's going to be like, oh, the Mandalorian has to go to more certain, isolated. 
More yeah, he's, he's gonna like, okay. At the end of episode, I'm just making this up now. At the end of episode three, he's gonna have to go to the blah 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 planet to retrieve the MacGuffin. And even though it will connect into the overall larger story, that one episode will be its own thing. Yeah, I could see it. And I there's some Boba Fett comics I enjoy that I think would like almost fit the mold of this show perfectly. Where like there's like one offs, like say yes, he's going to find his MacGuffin, but he uh, he runs across of uh, like a, a a wrecked ship. The uh, the space crawler hasn't got there yet. He he's gonna <laughs> go. Tr- He's gonna go on there and try to get whatever it is, and say he gets on there, and there's some weird bugs, and he has to flush the place out. That you know, and it just I could see there's a lot of like if you are gonna go, you can go some real weird Star Wars territory with stuff like that well, with him because he can it, get into anything. He can, you know, he's yeah, gonna be, and that would fit, and that would that would be nice because that would even keep our attention. Like, ooh, what's going on here? What's this all about? Yeah, I agree with that. But I just don't want back to I just don't want unicorns and glitter at the end of every episode going oh we wrapped it all up and if every episode, i mean you can have some of that you're gonna have some of that but i, I guess i just don't want sanitized i guess but that okay that's the million dollar question though is that this is disney plus they want like everybody has said it at this point they want everyone and their brother watching this so they have to make entertainment for ages five to eighty five Yep. And how do you do that when you also have a very, very, oh God, rabid fan base that attacks everything it does not immediately fall in love with? Yeah, maybe I, maybe that is another reason to do it weekly to be like, hold on, hold on. But I, I don't, I don't, I, I'd say it's probably going to come out of the gate pretty strong just from what I've seen. I'm, I, I'm assuming everything yeah. you've shown is from the premiere episode. And you kind of get the idea, but there's so much more you want to see. Uh, I'm, I, when I walk away from it, I'm like, yes, I, I have to see the rest of this. Well, absolutely. And then you just hope it's not like when uh, Star Trek Discovery, when I, I never saw it because I didn't want to pay for it. They had huge numbers like the first two weeks, then it just fell off. <laughs> hmm. Well, Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery is its own thing because that was – that's part of the whole like Paramount yep. Viacom licensing yep. agreement. They got to play with like how much they can't just u- use straight right. up like Star Trek iconography. So that's right. its own like. And plus, I don't. I think most of the people involved with that just don't care about Star Trek. They're just kind of like indifferent toward yep. it. Um, but and again, yes, you do have John Favreau and Cowboy Hat Man. Oh, and I God, he's got. Oh, uh, I can't wait to play Pick the Favre because this is his debut, right? This is his uh, live action directorial debut, if I'm correct. It's going to be yeah. an episode of this show. I think That's it's the just last e- episode. I think I read, so- I could be wrong, but I think I read somewhere that the last ep- the season finale is directed by him. I could be wrong, though. I see I see him uh, riding in the sunset from the tunes after this, I think. I think he's going to try to go start doing films, like the films. Like he wants to be. The guy doing that if he's getting his you know if he can get it down I, doing this i don't think they're i don't think they're going to give him an entire movie after like producing one season of a show i don't think they're going to do like they might again the kathleen kennedy of like five to seven years ago might have done that but i think after like every and plus if i'm dave filoni i don't want to ruin a good gig i got going on considering that to like the i mean failure i got rate, hat, i i got <laughs> series that that i'm allowed to do and then i cancel Without concluding them, so I can pick them up in the next series. Such well, a great life I lead. But that's a but that's a good point though, Zanger. Because I know somebody interviewed him somewhere, and like, could we see like animated characters show up in this? And he kind of like did like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the interviewer. So is there a possibility? Of course, he's gonna that, do that. 
that's the question though too is that when we say like what we want from this show do we want to see ahsoka do we want to see hera do we want to see sabine oh my do- god the mandalorian is bridger <laughs> oh wow I loved home. I I loved Russ's enthusiasm for that. <laughs> Which oh, will wow. be everyone's enthusiasm when it, you see it. It honestly reminded me that there is an animated character in the trailer. They figured out that the guy in Carbonite Man, I don't remember who it is, but it is a character from Clone Wars, is the Carbonite guy that he Oh, has. is it? Yeah. I'll try well, to find who it is. Good news for all of you fans of Ezra Bridger out there. Bad news for uh Jim's TV, because it will go out the window, I'm sure. <laughs> you never know. Well, okay. Interesting point, though, is that at, I'm not sure if it was already done, but I know it happened for Galaxy's Edge opening in, in Orlando. They had a cast member dressed up as Hondo. Considering this whole show takes place in the seedy underbelly of Star Wars, is there a possibility that we see Hondo in this? Live action sure. Hondo. And considering his tie into making him a really big character with Galaxy's Edge, they are, isn't he? The host of the uh, the the Falcon ride. Yep, he's it's essentially in... the main character of it. That's strange. <laughs> You're telling me. I still strange. can't figure that out. Unless they deliberately made him the main character, knowing he would play a role in the Mandalorian show, and that's how they're good. And he could show up episode nine. Think about would, it. He he's lived this long. Why wouldn't he show up for that fight? He's been there for the the Clone Wars. He's been there for the Galactic Empire. He's now here for the First Order. Why wouldn't Maz. he be Maz's castle? Matt, oh, that'll probably show up too. Jim, how would you feel if we go to Maz's cantina in this? I'd be okay with it. I just, what I just don't want. I don't mind little gratuitous stuff like that. I don't mind it, but I just don't want every episode being a. Uh, just just a money grab, or I don't I don't know. I just don't want. Oh my, Maz is in this episode. Ahsoka's the next episode. Now we got Maz. Mm. Hondo, I like him as a character. I thought he was he was enjoyable in terms of and, and was it Zanger had it right too. Were you talking about that kind of a character that's kind of self serving and does his own thing? Zanger, yeah. He's falling asleep on us. It's taking. No, 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 I was, oh, I was, I was actually God. thinking, and I didn't realize that that was a question like made to me. Sorry. No, I. In terms of, I think Hondo would be a good character. I'm hope, like we're saying, you know, the Star Wars characters your brother wouldn't let you play with. I think that's great. I think that would be. There's opportunities there with that. I, I, I like that approach. Yeah. Are we going to see the Falcon? Like in oh, the background? Yeah. Oh, we have oh, to at some or, point. It'll, it's, it's in all the damn movies in the in the background. Yeah, what well, is it going to be like? Trans, like really far off mentions. Like this guy's got a hit on a guy named Han Solo. And you're like, oh man, and he stops him, and it's like the Mando saved Han Solo's life. He didn't even know it, and you never have to show him. Right. Oh, no, you can have Alden. You have Alden. Like that, Russ. And I hope those. I'm okay with those types stuff. I agree. Could all could Alden play that level of Han Solo? <laughs> Wait, could 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 they get Ford to come back? Mm. Wait, <laughs> if the Falcon crashes, can they just have just video of Ford after he crashed one of his planes? Can you just... imagine? Can you imagine if they did that? Had him come back for an episode? Holy That'd be huge! Crap. It would. It would. It, it would. Uh, that you know. Ooh, you know that's what? CGI, but. 
they may have to do stuff like that to appease everybody. They've said that there's no major legacy characters in the first season. Well, that doesn't mean it's not coming or they just didn't oh, change I, their mind. I agree. Oh, no. They lie to us all the time, so I, I wouldn't put it past them. But I they, don't put, think they're... they put 3PO in it, and they're like, yeah, we said no legacy. Like, <laughs> you're not that. And he's like, what? Oh. He has the red arm. No one could recognize. No one could tell it was him. <laughs> and the red eyes. There you go. This is how it gets them. I'd like to see, I'm looking forward to seeing all the Imperial Remnants and what's going on with that. I'm interested in seeing the, so, the social political situation with how they, what they say the situation is. Or like the Huts have a, um, a Starfighter right. or something. Right, like the, the Huts have it, or the Huts. The Hut Destroyer, it's all around. painted. Yeah. Well, not even that. No, I don't know. That's okay. Not me. But, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, what's the, what is the, the whole situation? Because they're implying that it's just remnants and overlords and it's kind of a free-for-all in the outer rim that's kind of i'm interested in seeing that part of play out too because that's again something that's not been seen in the movies or that type of thing in this time frame they're talking about it's been mentioned in the books you can go back and see that but yeah again i don't know though this show it's really hard that they keep talking about like what they want us to think the show's about like that's the one thing I really have to say about like Disney level marketing is that it's really disingenuous. Like Disney is like the PR department is so concerned with their talking points that every single interview feels like it's scripted. Like none of the, the creative people involved, whether it be the actors, the producers, the directors, nobody can feel like they can say what they actually feel or even if they do say what they feel, it just, it comes across so contrived and that's kind of like, it feels like all we're doing is being fed talking points. And it's not like, even though I don't want to say that the original trilogy or the prequels did this, because they really didn't. But like, if you look at interviews like George Lucas did in 99, 2002, and 2005, he's George Lucas. He's very matter-of-fact <laughs> about this. He's not like trying to like sugarcoat or gloss over anything. But when you see any, like, again, like doing research for this well, episode, I looked I, at... I, I want to tell the story of how... Anakin became Darth Vader, and and I want to tell it through the eyes of a of a Gungan, everyone's new favorite character, Jar Jar Binks, who will be played by Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, at the time, the time. <sighs> okay, but you get my point, though, right? The idea that, like, we don't, like, there's really nothing, like, everything just feels like a talking point. And you have no idea what people, not that, like, you want people to be like, oh, this show is so, so they could be doing better. I don't expect that level of candidness from the like, producers and the creatives involved. But, like, I'd like just to be able to, like, hear someone's perspective that works on the show and just be like, oh, man, it's really cool. There's this one point where we sit there, we built this set in this really cool bar. Just, you You'll can feel hear like, that like the energy. afterwards. I don't think so. We don't see that. We don't hear any of that. I feel like they're keeping this whole like veil of secrecy around it because they also, I think, feel like it's Star Wars. This it's going to sell itself. We don't. That's I think their other marketing problem they're having right now is it's Star Wars. Do we really need to market this? You know what? And I think that's part of it. I think they assume it'll take care of itself. Except uh, Solo happens and it can't take care of itself. Well, taking that was a full risk, uh, Kennedy. You, you, you <laughs> <laughs> this had better work. 
So you know a room full of people was sitting there, and they all were like, oh, this was a fluke. And everyone went, nodded, and nodded, and yeah, 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 a, a fluke, a fluke. But the same thing again, though. Like, yeah. you look at what happened with Solo, and not to repeat myself, but like, yeah. I, like Infinity War comes out, end of April. May, you have, oh God, you have Deadpool, and you have Solo sandwiched in there. And look what's going to happen to Star Wars in the next couple of months. Like, and forget about all the other entertainment. Just look at like what Disney's doing. October is Maleficent 2, Maleficent with a Vengeance. And then November is Frozen 2. Frozen Frozen again. Frozen again. And then you have the Rise of Skywalker. It's Disney cannot like even though they have many wings to the company, there's also only so much like air in a room because they're gonna be promoting Frozen up until like the week after that comes out. And just to give everybody a heads up, the week after Frozen comes out, we're gonna be hit with a tsunami of Rise of Skywalker marketing material. And then you think about that too, is that when the Mandalorian's coming out like like in the beginning of November. All of October, all of Disney's marketing dollars are going to be going towards Maleficent. None of it's going to be going toward the Mandalorian. And then you have November, and everything's going to be focused on Frozen. That's the weird thing is that, like, yes, the Mandalorian will have its, like, 15 minutes of fame the week it comes out. But at the same time, even in the Star Wars fandom, what, three days earlier than that? Or no, wait, three days after that, we have Jedi Fallen Order. I think the thing is the just the Mandalorian is just such a small part of just this gigantic thing they have out, and uh, and it, I don't think they'll be. I mean, they'll be able to see how many views I you get. I guess, but what is their ultimate like monetary uh, goal for the Mandalorian anyway? It's just to get people to sign up. So I think people are signing up regardless. But th- but again, that's what they figure with Solo though. They're like, oh, so we don't have to start marketing Solo three until three months ahead of time because people will see it regardless. We're Disney. Star Wars is is a top tier brand, and they got kicked in the teeth. And and it seems like well, it happened once. It's it's an isolated incident, whatever. And and I think it just shows that again, it goes back to the priorities issue. It's I'm again, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Frozen fan. I'm not a Maleficent fan. Yes, I feel that Disney should prioritize Star Wars more, but at the same time, it's like Frozen didn't get kicked in the teeth. Maleficent didn't get kicked in the teeth. Solo got, oh God, destroyed, and there's a Star Wars fan base out there that's actively trying to destroy Star Wars as we speak. And that's kind of the joke with The Mandalorian. Yes, people will spend $7 to sign up for it, though. But to this day, Disney and Lucasfilm still has not learned how to win the PR war. Because we have the entire site of YouTube with a raging hard-on trying to destroy Star Wars. I saw some video today like get re- recommended to me on YouTube like a hundred times. Despite <laughs> the fact that I keep telling YouTube I don't want to see this account. From an account called Doomcock telling me that Disney is deliberately pulling Star Wars. DVDs from Best Buy as because the brand is failing. Never mind that they're re-releasing the entire saga on Blu-ray September 22nd. And guess what? The video has like some ridiculous amount of views because that's what's attracting attention. And yet Lucasfilm's just like, oh, oh no, we're not going to fight that. We're going to have a video of Andy Gutierrez and the other guy making a goofy face for 15 minutes. That'll definitely get people on our side again. And it's like, no. Like anytime I talk to like Star Wars fans in the real world, not the internet, the ones 
that aren't the, the exact type of people who I say are the ones who talk about Star Wars twice a year when they are thinking about buying their ticket and when they leave the theater and they're tweeting or Instagramming their opinion. And you know what they ask me every single time? They say, oh, I hear Disney's really screwing up Star Wars. And I don't care how good The Mandalorian is. The Mandalorian, when it just randomly shows up on Disney Plus come December, I'm sorry, November it is, that doesn't fight a narrative. It doesn't. It's just more, well, what's the word? It's more logs on the fire of Star Wars, but it doesn't change the direction that the, that the, the ship or what the engine's going toward. And that's kind of my concern with this. Is, that, is The Mandalorian going to be good? Probably. But it's not going to change the discourse of Star Wars at all. Yeah, and that's a bummer because I I hate the hate for Star Wars and I forums and 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 Reddit even uh, barely, but it used to be a lot more uh, congeal place and it, everyone was could, could be in one place talking about Star Wars and get along, but Ed, that is no more right now, man. It is hard. No, you automatically get the like, oh, well, are you a fan of of this? Like, what trilogy are you do you like the most? And then if you say the wrong answer. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I guess, also, good. Good. I just want to correct Zach. Um, it, uh, it's Frozen 2 refreeze. <laughs> frozen 2 still frozen. Frozen 2, how else? Why do I even back? speak? You devil. <laughs> oh, there's so many jokes you made about Frozen. That and Maleficent. Maleficent is one of those movies that's like, why are they making this? Like, they got I lucky. thought it was just the trailer for the first one. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Disney's just putting out marketing, old marketing materials. Yeah, I, someone's like, "Oh, have you seen the Maleficent trailer?" And I watched it. I'm like, Isn't "This the first one? It's literally the exact same movie, just re-edited." It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It's what they I did with Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. It's like, it's like they told the the, the filmmakers, or the the director, like, "Okay, we don't want to shoot any more footage. Just take the first movie and just rearrange the pieces." Take some scenes from Great and Powerful Oz and you can make a new trailer. Because no one remembers anything from that. You know what the weird thing about that movie was that that movie actually made money. It just that it was like an insanely expensive movie. How did that movie make money? It made like half a billion dollars. Like it made That's a lot wild. of money. It just it just cost like two hundred and fifty million dollars. That was the problem. Like it made money. It just cost a lot. I mean you have James Franco in a movie. It's going to cost a lot. Because <laughs> you yeah. you're also you funding all of the side movies he's making while making your movie. And you also have Zach Braff as a monkey. That was um, possibly the worst part. Jim, you're the one who's probably on my side the most about this. Does, does, is the Mandalorian going to change? Is somebody who's part of the Last Jedi, not my Star Wars. Do you think the Mandalorian's going to change the discourse about Star Wars at large on the internet? You know what? People are going to bitch if they want to bitch. Like this stuff that they've been talking about, I don't think there's any way to make them happy. I haven't figured out. I don't know if they, they don't have girlfriends or boyfriends. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they, their right hand doesn't work. I just don't get it. I, oh, my God. I, you know, I just don't understand why people can't have, you know, let people like what they want and how they want. If if What is this? For or against me? What sort of be army movie you you in god bless you stupid people yeah but and i'll ad 
There's a lot of stuff I hate. I just never think to actually let people no, know. Ninety percent I mean, of music, but or ninety percent of songs I hate, I have to go shit on. Oh crap! On sorry. Well, but, I, <laughs> but I mean, but it, is it really worth arguing about to have a point and have an opinion about something that you have you feel so whatever about it that you have to make sure that everybody understands how you feel about it so you feel better about yourself? But the problem is, is that like, yes, when people complained about the prequels in the, in the 2000s, it was a lot of just like angry people just complaining on the internet. But now with YouTube, people are making, there's, yeah. it's profitable now. Yeah, H- it Hatred is. is profitable. Okay. Yeah, and, and it, it's exactly right. It's because the, it, it, it's back in the day, we didn't even have CNN. We didn't have any of that stuff. You didn't even have the internet. I mean, hell, you had corded phones. Hell, some of us even have cordless phones. But, I mean, it's just the point where it's just the environment. I, I, I'm just I'm disappointed in it because it just doesn't need to be like that. It shouldn't matter if someone likes something else, and that should be fine. It should be fine. Like, my daughter loves The Last Jedi. She loves it. Personally, didn't like it. I never watched again. But it's not something where we sit at opposite end of the houses or can't go to family reunions together. That's how it should be. But it, it, it shouldn't be that way. It, it should be. Anyway. But anyway, back on my tangent. Where were we, Zach? <laughs> I like that phrase, back on my tangent. I'm going to coin that. That's going to be my new official catchphrase. Back on my tangent. We're, I mean. I, no, you're so, right, well, Jim. I, 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 you know, the problem is why... Do you have to? I haven't figured out why people have to have such a strong opinion about something that, in order to feel vindicated, they have to tell everybody about it, and everybody has to agree with them, or they're upset. So they bang their their thing loud enough, and they go, "See, I've made my point." I don't care what your point is. Don't care. Don't care. But it's well, it's. I guess it's the whole thing too that like we live in a, a current. Oh, good lord! How'd you describe so, it? Like, tell me what I think. Kind of age. Well, you know, that's it, why this it, monetized stuff. Yeah, and the people are just trendy, and they yeah, tell me what to think of this. What do I think? Oh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know, well, it's easy and to it's, fall into that for people. Well, and it's it's just a you know, it, it if you make a lot of noise, maybe some it's like squeaky wheel gets the grease. I guess it's just ridiculous. It, it just it it, <laughs> it it saddens me because it carries on to everything. It uh, you can't oh please don't offend me. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, you you saying that offends me. You know, I'm allowed to have my opinion like you are, but I don't need to broadcast my opinion to everybody to have to be vindicated. And I'm just I just want everybody to enjoy Star Wars for what it is. My God, it's just a damn movie. It's just damn action figures. You know, (laughs) what can can I say? I mean, I dress up as a damn stormtrooper, so I've got a lot to say, but I'm not vindicated. I don't need to be I don't need vindication or that type of thing i just don't need it if it's good i'll enjoy it you know if it's not exactly like i like it i'm not going to sit there and make sure everybody understands how upset i was with something that's really just stupid but anyway but i guess the thing though that like tying this back to the mandalorian is like again jim you have a good point like, these pe- like the people who are angry about star wars like there is a very specific contingent of the fan base that thinks that they're proving how much bigger of a fan they are is by how much they hate star wars um again it is that kind of like purist oh god extremist perspective that only the original texts are the only ones and anything beyond that is uh, heresy 
But when you do something like The Mandalorian, it makes me wonder, like, yes, it's it's a new era of Star Wars. It's really the first big piece of oh god, uh, a storyline that's that's really like a big production. It's it's the first thing that we're getting between the original trilogy right. and the sequel trilogy that's gonna be like that. Because if you look at that Star Wars timeline they gave us back at D23, there is a big, big open gap. And the Mandalorian is the very first thing in that big gap between the Jedi and Force Awakens. So I have a feeling that the Mandalorian is kind of like the precipice to a much larger aspect of the Star Wars universe we've never encountered before. Right. And and by doing that, are they going to try to introduce a whole new like oh god, a like almost like a new time period in Star Wars akin to the prequels, the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy? And I know they've renamed those now. So we have like Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance. Are we going to get like the Age of what's chaos what's a, or something? Good, Ross. What's a, what's another word for chaos that begins with the word letter R? They like the letter R. Republic, rebellion, resistance. What's a synonym for chaos that that, rowdy. that begins with <laughs> age, of age of rowdiness. Good, I like the it. Rudeness, tootiness, rowdiest Mandalorian the planet ever seen. Well, I I think you're right. So I, I and also that popped into my head. I was really scared to death of Rogue One. I was scared to death of it was they were making it. And what well, it was perfect. Do. You know what? I, I in terms of, I thought they got the beats right, and I thought they got characters I liked, and they tied into the original trilogy. I didn't have to throw my computer out. I didn't have to kill anybody. I didn't have to bitch. I didn't have to go on the internet and mind about it. I enjoyed it enough. I took it for what it was. It was a movie, and then it made another 30-year-old movie relevant. I, I, I like that part of it. I'm hoping there's elements of that in this Mandalorian. Oh, there'll definitely be some in um, Calrissian Endor. <laughs> oh boy! I'm getting them. I'm getting them. Good job, Russ. But okay, one final question because I feel like we're all kind of running out of steam at this point. Is do we think the Mandalorian on the scale of Star Wars will be closer to Rogue One thematically or Solo? Rogue One. I hope Rogue One. I mean, I'm okay with Solo too if they go that route. But I, I, I'd like to see Rogue One style. Yeah, I don't see much backstory and desperation. He seems pretty. Fully formed as he is, I don't think you know any growth is going to be just moving on. He's definitely going to be already, already is set in his ways. I'd say. So you're going to say more Rogue One or? Yeah, Rogue One, not like Solo, because Solo you have to, you know, you know him already, but he's younger and he got nothing going for him. I, I think he's already got everything established, so it's going to be like I, Rogue One. I did. I didn't. Why I, I said that? I meant it more in the sense of more narratively thematically in that rogue one is a very specific story it's, yes. it's focused around the story with the characters just kind of filling in that yes where solo is more character based with the story filling in the background no i, I think, think it'll have a story one. yeah so you think it'll be more story based as opposed to character based yeah yes. i think over overarching story and those little side quests okay you know what? I like the the idea of side quests I can get behind as long as they're, they serve a purpose. All right, Zenger, anything else you want to chime in on that or are you passed out? No, I'm here. I, <laughs> I, this might be the least jokey episode of Zenger of the podcast ever. 
You figure out the secret. You got to drug him really hard, or <laughs> he's got to have some weird clash of bang and sleepy tea mixed together. Which is like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach, did you drink any bang today? Yes, I did. Should you be drink? <laughs> should you be drinking bang and then be drinking sleepy tea and, mel- and, dr- and taking melatonin at the same time? Bang was drank at four a.m., so I think I'm good. Oh, okay, so it's out of your system. I I mean, there's a lot of caffeine in there. It's never out of your system. Okay, so Zanger's Zenger, tapped out. I hope you all appreciate this exact moment for Zanger. No, ba- no bangs ever really gone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Anything else about the Mandalorian? What we want, or because this is probably gonna be the last time we talk about this before it actually comes out, or any sort of like in a way we devote like an entire episode to it. Well, sure you know. Is, the other thing I liked about with Rogue One, I agree. Characters were already developed. We're kind of catching up with them in the middle of their their stories, and we're getting up to speed. I'd like I'd like that portion of it too. I don't need to have everything spoon fed to me. Some people might. They'll have to do some of that because Flashbacks. it is a television series, right? They'll have to do some <clears throat> have to do some of that. But I'd like to have developed characters pretty much already. We get bits and pieces of them. But yeah, OT flashbacks yeah. probably won't happen. Good. Definitely won't. All right. Anything else? Flashbacks to like what they were doing during the war or something, maybe. Oh well, yeah, I, I, I yes, stuff like that. Right, I agree with that. I'm good with that. Um, over under, I want a star destroyer. Yeah. Well, they said there's Tie Fighters in this. I want a star destroyer. On that note, um, we should start a Kickstarter campaign to get me that uh, Lego star destroyer. Oh God, what is that thing? The Two grand or something? How, how big? How much is that? Yeah, seven hundred. Oh, that's not bad. This is a good time to plug your uh, Patreon ad right here, uh, Zach. <laughs> we're still we're, we're still working on that. We're still working on that, Russ. There's still, so, still some details that need to be figured out about that before we can start I, being plugged. I I need to feed either my need to build a giant um, star destroyer or need to drink a ton of bang. <laughs> Why can't if you do I, both? I was about to say, but if I could do both. It's I like, like it's gonna come out of the box assembled somehow. I like to imagine like like sixteen years from now when Zanger's having a conversation with his like youngest daughter and she's like, Dad, why can't I go to college? Well you see that star destroyer over there? But yeah, it only cost it only cost seven hundred dollars. You told me you couldn't recoup that in the last sixteen years. <laughs> you see those giant things of bang over there? I bought a lifetime yeah. supply, sweetie. <laughs> It was my caffeine addiction. <laughs> Bang and Star Destroyer Lego kits. He's going to have it. He's, he's going to be like Burns in the Spruce Goose. He'll be like, get in. Come on. Get in. <laughs> Tell his daughters. We're going to school. <laughs> I said get in. <sighs> Eventually, the uh, the bank can't start talking to him. Freemasons control the government. Uh, what do you no, mean eventually? No, no, we don't. We can't even pick the damn paint colors in the damn bathroom in the kitchen. We suck. I'm not. <laughs> uh, Russ, do you know that a gym is a Freemason? No, I didn't. That's uh, that's very interesting. On another note, I have to leave. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who made Steve Gutenberg a star. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean like a star is in they named a star after him or actually like a TV star? Oh, man. I thought I was making a Clever Simpsons reference. A uh, movie star, for sure. No, I know the song. I just I, I know, Russ, feel like Russ, myself trying to find another line from it. Listen, I'm tired. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm with Zanger. I, I'm done. All right, you're done. All right, let's wrap this up then. We'll, we'll we'll insert. You know what we'll do? We'll end this episode by inserting the uh, the Freemason Simpson song here, and then Disney can really sue us. Who keeps Atlantis off the maps? Who keeps the Martians under wraps? We do. We do. Who holds back the electric car? Who makes the Gutenberg a star? We do. We do. All right. Anything else about The Mandalorian? Or are we ready to wrap this up? Ready to wrap, I think. Excited to watch episode one. Okay. Yes, Two months from now. Mando All right, Russ. Russ out. Mando <laughs> Russ out. Check out Unbelievers podcast. Comes out every Wednesday. Oh, oh never mind. I was about to. I was. Oh, man. Down with the I was gonna say, are they gonna have? But I remembered we we have heard him talk, so never mind. He won't be a Kiwi, right, Russ? No, he's go. He's cool, man. But he might. Right. If, if I do him, he might turn Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun. Come November, Russ does all like the voices in that. Horrible accent. <laughs> All right. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook where you can interact with all of us. Shoot us an email, kovpodcast at gmail.com. Gus, I promise to respond to you along with everybody else who sends us emails. Find us on Instagram at kovpodcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. And please leave us a recommendation it's always appreciated and thank you to an inspiriority complex for providing our theme song check out the show notes to hear more from them for questions comments concerns or snide remarks contact me zach on twitter at cinemodies you can also hear me on the cinemodies podcast we'll be talking about terminator 3 rise of the machines three hour long discussion it is 100 percent worth your time and with that being said, Zenger, when you are not binging on melatonin and sleepy tea, where can people find you? Drinking a ton of bet. No, um, you, they can find me on my podcast, Zing This, where I discuss nerdy topics every week or paranormal topics or whatever's on my mind. It's going to be a weird month. Ross, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, like the Mandalorian said earlier, you can check out uh, the Unbelievers podcast, a uh, comedy conspiracy podcast. Not a conspiracy paranormal that's it every wednesday check it out all right jim when you're not lighting trees on fire what are you where can you be found i can be found on the uh knights of vader webpage or you can reach out to me at uh jt thane t-h-a-y-n-e on facebook yes folks he too oh what um what um what um costume are you working on now i'm working on a death trooper right now i'm halfway through it oh, wanted to give everyone an update Yep, I'll post. I'll post a pic on the uh, where I'm at on it. I just finished. I just finished that uh, SE14R. If anybody wants it, I'll sell it to him because I don't need it. Cool. Jim will sell you uh, Star Wars props. Yep, be a Death Trooper sidearm. One, two. Cool beans. Alrighty, gentlemen. Good night. But good, good night. But not goodbye. Goodbye. Remember Alderaan. Down with the Empire. <laughs>
keeps the metric system down. We do, we do. Who robs Cape Fish of their sight? Who rigs every Oscar night? We do.